Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to General Stories uh, with myself, John. I'm Owen. I'm Sam. And today we have a um, professional trainer with us today, Ray Askew. How's it going? Oh, good. Thank you very much. Yeah, how's things? Yeah, good. Thank, thank you good. for joining us. Um, it's a pleasure, obviously, um, someone we look to get on quite early on and try and get sort of the training aspect of how professional fighting is, uh, or professional boxing, let's say, and uh, there's obviously a different outlook on things. Um, you've been in and around the game for a while, so yeah. Um what I like to do, if she strip it back, ask her, how did it all get started? Well, um, it started when I was five years old, actually, because um, uh, you can read about this in my up and coming book. Oh, <laughs> oh no. No. <laughs> uh, I'm in the processes of working on it at the moment, but hopefully it shouldn't be too long. But, you know, oh, yeah. It started when, uh, I mean, I was born, uh, born and brought up in East London, uh, as was all my family, um, and I was getting bullied on the estate, and my mum, whose dad was Harry Reeve, who was British Cruiserweight champion, said to me, it's about time you learnt to box, so um, she started to teach me how to box when I was five. Oh, really? Yeah, and my dad filled in the gaps on other stuff concerning fighting, but... Um, yeah, so I started there and then uh, she'd done a little bit with me. Then I two of my uncles, um, they boxed each other in the schoolboy finals and things like that. They came around my house and they gave me a few tips. And then they took me down to West Ham Boxing Club. I was only, you know, I was five, you know, so it, nothing was serious. But they knew all the trainers down yeah. there. They yeah. boxed out there. My granddad had big connections with West Ham Boxing Club as well. And... Um, you know, he took me around there, done some stuff like that. And, and I mean, that's where it all, all, all okay. the actual boxing side of things started. Um, from there, I moved a fair bit in London and I moved all around East London. My dad was a school caretaker and he used to take on all the schools that were sort of like in the worst possible areas, derelict. He used to paint them all, bomb seal all the floors, you know, repair doors and all that sort of stuff. And then they'd move us on to the next school. So uh, I would be changing schools constantly and areas constantly. And in the end, we ended up moving to South East London. That was in around about 1970, I think 69, 70. Bruce Lee was coming out. Yeah. And, uh, everyone had sort of gone, Bruce Lee, you know, this is, this is the way to go. Wanted to go and do um, Kung Fu. There probably was one in one Kung Fu club in London. The rest was karate. So I thought I'd go to karate, but that was £2.50 a lesson. My family couldn't go to that. So I ended up going to judo, which was 25 pence. (laughs) (laughs) 
And uh, I kind of pursued that. And my uncle's going, why don't you go to the boxing? Why don't you go to the boxing? And I went, no, the way forward is Bruce Lee. You know? right. <laughs> so, so then I, I, I done the judo, got a brown belt in judo. And then when I moved to Kent, eventually, I've done quite a bit in judo, by the way, you know, I've been yeah. competitions and stuff like that. Um, what level did you get to? I was brown belt in, in what's name, and, and, you know, we, we just done kind of inter-club. Okay. Inter-club yeah. competitions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it was nothing big, but, you know, I was a kid. I enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. <laughs> Fantastic sport as well, judo, you know. And uh, then when I moved to Kent, I went through the teenage stage of, going to pubs and stuff like that. And then, yeah, yeah. I went, that's enough of this lot. I've got to get back into some kind of other activity. One of my friends was there, he said, come to a taekwondo club. And I so went to a taekwondo club. It evolved into this kind of mishmash of karate, taekwondo and striking things. Yeah. By that time, you know, I was working so I could afford to go. Um, done that. Uh, that then... I'm struggling with this kind of, you know, like, uh, I don't know if any of you have done any, like, sort of karate and stuff like that. A lot of it tends to be semi-contact. Yeah, so they, um, I, I think years ago, you know, like when you're younger, younger, they, you always try the different sports. And I think I remember, like, karate was like, you can't punch in the face, but you can go to the body. So you had to strike the body, but you couldn't punch the face. And yeah, well, like, well, with this, because this was a mishmash, it was kind of like, it was, you know, it was way ahead of its time, actually. Yeah. You know, it, mm. it, it was trying to move away from the traditional. So essentially, the the the, the club I was at, um, that they, they had these padded gloves, these you know, open-handed padded gloves, and it was like boxing with your hands, and you know, like kicking, you know, clearly with your feet and stuff. Um, but it was it was still semi-contact. And I was struggling a bit, you know, because I went in there and I thought, oh, it's black belts here. It's, you know, I've got to watch myself here. And I thought, well, I don't know how to do any kicking, but I know how to throw punches. Yeah. And that. So, of course, they go, now, right, uh, you know, come out there, you know, white belt, have a go at um, Sunset. He's a black belt. So I just steamed in there, you know, <laughs> the, 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 the screaming and people shouting and um then they went, no, no, what's the what's the stop, stop, stop. I went, wow, you know, and I was in total confusion. I, didn't, I, I just thought, oh, they don't punch very hard. Look at them. You know. <laughs> like, <laughs> but of course, they were super controlled and that. And then, you know, once I got the gist of all that sort of stuff, uh, uh, a fellow, you know, over in Sittingbourne, who was ahead of the association, and he goes, you're not cut out for this. He said, you've got to do kickboxing. I went, oh, what's that? And he goes, well, he goes, he's punching and kicking. I go, that's what I'm doing down there. And I went, that's full contact. He goes, yeah. And I goes, what, full contact? He went, yeah. So that was the route I followed. I followed kickboxing. My uncles used to ring me up all the time. You started boxing. And I went, oh, I'm kickboxing. <laughs> so how old was you when you started kickboxing then? I was 19, I think. So from kickboxing, so you've gone from five boxing, uh, not boxing, sorry, five doing um, your the uh, judo, uh, then taekwondo and then the kickboxing so is this just throughout your sort of just yeah, going yeah. Well, yeah and as you're moving you're going to different yeah clubs. yeah i mean you know i'm cutting a, a lot of the fluff out mm. and, you know i mean you know i've I done judo from uh i think I, I moved to kent when i was 17 coming on 18 um so you know like from for, as far as judo was concerned i think i got to southeast london 
around about 11 and I've done judo all throughout then. Luckily, right. we had a judo teacher at school as well, so I've done it all at school with, in my sports and everything, you know. And so by the time I got to Kent, I was, I was you know, uh, you know, capable. Yeah. You know? And, but then, you know, what I really planned on doing is I wanted to be like Bruce Lee, you know, and do that sort of stuff. So when them opportunities come up and I had enough money to be able to do it, that, that's when I pursued that. And it just rolled on, you know, I was probably at the Taekwondo club couple of years before no, no so, so, so I'm trying to work it out actually uh, I was there long enough for me and the fellow who was teaching me there was a real nice geezer Roland Wyatt his name was he said to me oh my god he goes I'll help you out if you want to do a kickboxing go over to um, Queenborough he goes and do it over there I'll help you out he was a lovely fellow no ego you know yeah. it's the kind of people you want yeah. around yeah. and uh, yeah done the kickboxing but the funniest thing about the kickboxing was of course I'm starting a kickboxing club. No one knows what it is. You know, there was some, there was some knocking around in London. There was, you know, some up north and things like that, not to be confused with Thai boxing. Um, and, uh, so I'm advertising people. Oh, what's all this? Anyway, strange enough, we've got a few people in there and they was always about 10 lessons behind me. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah. I was learning as I was going along yeah. and they were about 10 lessons behind me. But I stuck with it and, you know, and I was taking a kind of grading system, which uh, they based it in Holland a lot of it. There's a fellow called uh, um, Peter Jonneville, and he's a big name over in uh, Holland. That's where I've done with Black Belt, you know, when I, I've done that. And uh, um, then I've done another one in England. And to the, the two merged, and then I've done, consequently, I've done gradings after that. But it was all... All this, the grading side and things like that was getting on my nerves a bit because I'm a traditional person. Um, I know you can put in lots of arguments about the etiquette of martial arts and all this sort of stuff, which I fully appreciate. I love the, the idea that we, everyone respects each other. Mm, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. I did not like the subservience of it. It was the thing that grated on me most. This, because it's coming from an Eastern background, there's a tradition of hierarchy that goes beyond dojos and gyms. You've got people, you're showing respect to people that are not always showing you the same respect yep. back, yeah. if you know what I mean. Yeah. And I don't want to be controversial about it. I just want to say I wasn't comfortable with it. I like the idea of, and it was what I did when I was running the kickboxing, of people coming in and going, all right, right, all right, mate. Yeah. And we got on with the things and we shook hands and said hello and... You know, we carried on one of the best compliments, which, which could be interpreted as not much of a compliment, was someone come to join the club and he was walking around and he goes, who actually is in charge of you? <laughs> because we was all milling around yeah. and helping each other out relaxed, and things like this and, sort, yeah. and really relaxed and that was what suited me. Um so you were training kickboxing then? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And I was and fighting then... in kickboxing myself as well. I was training people at the same time I was fighting myself. And the downside of that was is I never had a corner team for me because the blokes I was training, you know, they, they wasn't into it the same way as I was. So I was going up to venues and getting me out, picking up someone to do my corner <laughs> when I got there. And I'd go, oh, well, mate, do my corner for me. Some were happy to do it. I was not so happy to do it. but Yeah, so the... Um... If you where did you do that? Where did you Queenborough? Yeah, Queenborough was where oh, okay. I had, had the club. Yeah, yeah. So initially, and, it, and then it went over to Sittingbourne, and you know we we obviously you know we've got a uh, you know people 
Newest yeah, we've got quite, we're quite well known in the swell area for for different things that we've done. You know, yeah, and then so you've obviously started. How old were you when you started training people? Then, well, I started training, but uh, I was probably I started doing the gym in 1982 because if you look at our t-shirts originally, oh, can you, have you seen the logo yeah. and they're breaking noses since 1982? You know, that's our little. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, bloody hell, that's him, yeah. That's mad, none of us were alive. No, no, no. Do you know the funny thing about it, and, and it's quite sort of like a leveller, really, is I've trained, uh, you know, you imagine I've been training little boys that were older than you, you know, when I was coming, yeah. I was coming at six, some of them were. Obviously, that wasn't full contact. I never allowed yeah, anyone yeah. to do yeah. any, in kickboxing, I never allowed anyone to do any full contact till they were 16. Because in my own head, I wanted to be really sensible about it, and yeah. I, I didn't want that. I wanted people that weren't so good at, at doing these things to have the opportunity to be in there safe and easy, and then one day be good at things. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Rather than have the crap beaten out of them, sure. and I'm never want to do it again. That's you know? it, yeah. It's also, a way of looking at it is um, if someone puts all that time and effort in until the time they're allowed to do what they're allowed to do. It just shows you that they really want to do it. Yeah, and, and they're biting, they're, you know, they're biting on the bit, aren't they? You know, they, they, they can't wait to get in there and do it then. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and that just helps to the, the whole thing, you know. Um, but yeah, that, that, you know, we was really casual and, and, you know, disciplined enough that, you know, we never took no crap in yeah. the gym. As long as people turn up to learn. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and we didn't have bullies in there. You know, we, we dealt with bullies while we was there sometimes where people would come along and think, you know, they could, you know, chance there. <laughs> yeah. We never put up with any nonsense. So we was disciplined. We was a very disciplined, but casually disciplined. Yeah. You know, which is fair. Fair balance. Was there anyone that, um, did you train anyone kickboxing wise to, to note that went on to do yeah well you know our biggest success you know I, I use this term lightly actually if you're talking, talking about our biggest success that was recognised would mm. have been George Patterson who won world titles yeah. um, and he went on you know I remember getting a magazine I wish I had it still now but I picked up a magazine in one of the local poke shops and three friends went oh it's George look at that that's nice picture of me and George lovely and it had whatever this magazine was called it was an American magazine and it went uh, pound for pound the very best kickboxer in the world oh wow that's what it was oh, pound yeah, for yeah. pound now that is something isn't it? Uh, no, now how not- long that lasted I don't know because I mean it was one of these you, you know back in the day you know, you boys are not you know, often enough to remember. <laughs> Back in the day, these magazines come came packaged up and they were really rare and a paper shop would take a chance on something. Yeah. You know, there'd be fishing magazines, there'd be motor racing yeah, magazines. And occasionally you'd go, a martial arts magazine, oh, I'm going to buy that. And it'd normally cost a ridiculous amount yeah. of money. You know, I mean, if, if your normal magazine cost 50 pence, this would cost £2.50 yeah. because it was important. Yeah. But in there... In black and white, there it said it, pound for pound, the best. Well, not many life. people can say that. No. Right? Not many and, people And say he that. was exceptionally good. One of his, he was super duper flexible, you know, rubber man, his <laughs> legs and all that sort of stuff. But believe it or not, it wasn't necessarily the thing that won him fights. 
I worked day and night with him over body punching because that was my thing, yeah. body punching. You know, when I was fighting, I, you know, I like slipping, moving. I'm, I'm gonna, I, I, the people I train, I try to make them aggressive counter punches. That's, that's what my, if you, if I had a style, that's yeah, what yeah, yeah. And I just worked on this, I think. And he was bloody useless at it, to be honest with you. And I've got videos back in the day of me teaching him to do that. And I was going, no, George, turn your shell, drop down this way, drop down. Now put it out, look for shot, pick your shot, and all this sort of stuff, you know, and all this coach, you know, he mastered it. He mastered it 10 times better than I could do it. And he literally used to just peek around their elbow and go, pop, like that, and they go, yeah. and there was on foot. <laughs> and, and, and it was like the secret of his success, you know, oh, this, this body shot. But, I mean, his, his legs were incredible as well, you know. So. so would you say training was early on in your blood then? Because, like, if you, you – we've gone through the early ages and we obviously – we know you train now, but – you you were training then, like as yeah. a te- by the sound of like teenager, young in your young twenties. Yeah. Would you have said training was in your blood, like teaching well, people? I, I tell you what is with me and my my wife's the same. We're sticklers for wanting to do things properly, right? So, you know, like if we take something on, we give our heart and soul to it. We we you know we're hundred percent. We give it hundred percent, or we don't do it. And and what was finding was I was trying to, you know, you've got to bear in mind, I was training myself and fighting myself. Mm. So I was trying to get things right for myself. So any option, I was going on courses and all sorts, some of it totally unrelated to kickboxing or boxing, some of it related to it. And, you know, I mean, I went on courses with Danny Nassanto, you know, you know, he's, he was Bruce Lee's training partner. You know, I guess since Danny Nassanto turned up, I thought, you know, the Bruce Lee thing, come yeah. back to him, but I'll go on that one. <laughs> you know, I went on courses with him and people are like, oh, the, the names escape me now. But, I mean, the top kickboxers from America were coming over to London and running these seminars. Super overpriced, I might say. Sorry, anyone. <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyway, you know, um, you know, and I was going on all these sort of stuff and I, wanted to, I just wanted to get it right. And boxing-wise, I had a really, really good grounding with my uncles. I mean, I was a little boy, but nevertheless, it, you know, one of my uncles used to ring me up all the time. Hey, doing boy, you still you doing boxing here? Do you know what? <laughs> this is what one of my. This is a conversation with one of my uncles. He was lovely. I said, look, I, I said, granddad was a boxer. You were boxers. This is the modern age now. We kick, <laughs> we kick people as well, <laughs> and we went. Nah, kicking's for donkeys, boy. And he went, I don't know. Having said that, though, he goes, if the old man was still alive, my granddaddy was talking about, he said he would have definitely liked to kick people. (laughs) 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 But anyway, you know, that that aside, yeah, I was training and and I went off on a big tangent and I do that because I've got ADHD, so I I hyper-focus or I'm all over the place. So what? But, um, you know, while I was learning these things, if I saw someone else doing it wrong, I thought, no, 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 no. no. Yeah. You know, because for me to get it right in my head, I had to be looking at it as well as doing it myself, you know, and so, so yeah, yeah, kind of the, the training kind of lent itself to my own training. Yeah. So where did then your um, crossover then from kickboxing to boxing come? So, you know, put put all that behind me, my fights and all, all of that sort of stuff, put all that behind me. I used to train um, people in the gym and I used to go and do my own training first. So I was training at East Street in uh, Seaton Bottom and I was upstairs and they had a 
quite a nice gym up there. And I used to get there an hour and a half before I was training anyone. And I used to hit the bag, do all my own training, you know, keep myself all, all sharp. So, you know, when I had to I'd do this, I, I mean, right up until probably about 10 years ago, I mean, I was doing 15 rounds of sparring every session with my people, you know, jumping in and out with them. And, we, you know, everyone knows this who yeah. used to come at that time. Yeah. You know, don't take my word for it. But anyway, I was, I was up there one day and some bloke came into the gym and he sat down there as an older fella. I went, hello, mate, all right? And he went, yeah, well, mate, do you want to fuck watch And I went, no, no, help, help yourself. So I carried on training and eating the bags. And he went, I've got an offer to make. And I went, oh, yeah, what's that? And he said, I'll do, he goes, I'll promote a little bit of unlicensed boxing. And I went, oh, yeah. And he said, would you like, bear in mind, I had no uh, contact with unlicensed boxing of any sort. I, I didn't know anything about that, you know. And he said, I can give you 500 quid, he said, if you fight one of my blokes. And I went, yeah, what way? So yeah, I, I boxed at um, 11 stun. Yeah. Yeah, don't look at my gut and go, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say, you know, <laughs> I boxed at 11 stun, you know, and um, I, I, I was on that all the time. Sometimes I'd have to use a couple of pounds, that would be about it. But six or nine kilos, depending whether it was martial arts or 11 stone, if it was something else. And I said, What sort of weight is it? And he said, He's 11 and a half stone. And I went, Yeah, I've got to do that. I don't want to give away half a stone. And he said, Right, he goes, I'll come back in six weeks. He said, Bring some tickets in and all that sort of stuff. He goes, And, you know, he goes, You, you come along. And I went, All right, mate. I didn't know how it was, journeyman and all that yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah. So, uh, Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Um, I, I, I was doing this and the weeks passed and it went way over the time this boat has come back. And i got a very good friend. He runs Faversham Boxing Club, Ian Fletney. Um, he was coming up and, you, you know, do you know him, do you? Ian? Yeah. Yeah, I think I do know him. Yeah. <laughs> What's that boy? No, 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 no. He's, he's, oh, no, he's Faversham. He, he, he was our boxing through in the army. 
uh, boxed on the Bundesliga in, in Germany, you know, when he was out there and all that sort of stuff. Oh, anyway, must be he, he, he's a great bloke and proper character. I'll tell you more about him later on. But he, anyway, he's come up and, uh, you know, he used to regularly come up and do the train with us alongside Peter and that. And he goes, uh, I said, this guy's, you know, I told him about it. I was like, no show me. And he went, oh, shame to waste all that training. I went, oh no. I said, I'm, I'm itching a go now like that. I said, no, I ain't going back to, doing kickboxing there and he went just come and do some amateur stuff I mean, I, mean, I can't really do that and I goes you know I've had quite a few fights in there thing I goes you know it'd be hard to kind of match up yeah. Yeah. and he went oh no and one thing I'll tell you this is one thing you need to know about Ian he's a brilliant brilliant training what you don't know about boxing ain't worth knowing but his people do not get an easy ride through the things. He matches them how he uh, sees yeah, yeah, them. Yeah. He don't go, oh, you know, there's a bit of blood in ground here. We can, you know, yeah. have some kind of effect, you know, by going and knocking some poor kid out. Like, yeah. That ain't him. That ain't him. He's more, he's more prepared to take a gamble where it's a little bit harder for his bloke. And when I say a little bit, he's really good at this stuff. So the, his people don't get hurt. But they don't get an easy fight. What what year was this? I know it's. A, I know I'm putting I, you on I the was, spot I, there. I, I don't know. If I'm honest, I don't know. What what what? My, I, I was about. You know, I, I can actually tell you how old I was. I was thirty-four. I think I was. Right? Right. By this time, this is probably yeah, yeah. Has come along. I was thirty-four, and. He said, I'm going to lie about... Oh, I don't want to get Ian in trouble. No, I'm going to lie about your age. He goes, because he said, otherwise they'll they're, they're match you up. He goes, with some old codger that, you know, it's not going to be anything for you. He goes, and he said, as you know, I don't do that sort of stuff. And uh, I don't know, he'd done this funny scribble on my form that could have been interpreted as any age. Like, <laughs> but anyway, um, he, he matched me up and he, and he matched me up with a really tough kid and uh, it was a great fight and I, I actually lost it on a split decision but it was a proper what's that <laughs> and it, it was um, do you know um, what's that like? Lee, Lee Pullin he's one of the Olympic um, trainers you know one of yeah. the young trainers really one of the nicest people I've ever met in boxing it was one of his fellas and we had a proper war. It was a really great fight. I loved it. And that, and it was their own show. And I lost it on a split decision. And then I had a couple of other fights with which I won, stopped one, and all that. And it, that's kind of what got me back into yeah. the, to the, to the, the boxing side of things. The know? reason I asked for you the, what year it was is because obviously if you're talking about the unlicensed scene. I just wanted to see if like how big the unlicensed scene was sort of like – because now, obviously, no, as we're seeing that. what we, we're getting now, you've got, obviously, your amateur and your pros, and then this in the middle where you'll get some unlicensed geezers that are really good, like, that are really good. Yeah, and you go, yeah. like, maybe not a turn pro because of medicals, or you get really bad. Like, it, it's yeah, such a yeah, wide absolutely. variety, isn't it? Um, and I just wanted to see where, like, because um, we've spoke to other people where, like, the unlicensed in the 90s compared to today, and no, it's just different. getting a different outlook on it. No, how- it's different in regards to, I mean, I would say this, and this, this is in no way disrespectful. I think it was a pretty similar situation back then. It was nowhere near as big as it is now. You've mm. got quite a few people putting promotions on, some better than others. I mean, I think uh, locally there's some, 
pretty good unlicensed boxing. And I'll say the same thing as I, I said um, when me and Joel Feed went on um, Kelly Maloney's radio thing. I'll say the same thing as I said then. I'm a firm believer in just using the word boxing. Yeah. Uh, you can get all snobby about this. You can, what's the name? But um, there's boxing. There, you, you can call it unlicensed. You can call it professional. You can call it amateur. But the the bottom line is, if you if you take it back to say my granddad's day and my uncle's day, there was none of this. Yeah. What's the the, the the journeyman thing wasn't going. Yeah. You know, my my granddad. You know, he he knocked out the British heavyweight champion of that time in a non-title fight. In he got a non-title fight with the British champion Joe Beckett. And he knocked him out in seven rounds. Joe Beckett later on knocked him out, but but you know, this was this was the nature of boxing. Yeah, you didn't go. Oh no, offense. No, he's a bit hard for me. He boxed anyone. He 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 started a blooming lightweight and ended up boxing heavyweights and won a cruiserweight title. But boxing's boxing, and you teach people how to box. And now that's applied, and what under what kind of authority that's applied is still boxing. Yeah, you know what I mean? Doesn't matter what stage it is. No, and back then the unlicensed scene wasn't so you know prevalent as it is now. But you had the same thing. You had people on there. What you had a lot of. I tell you what was diff- different. Or is it different? You boys can tell me that. You had a lot of Dorman fighting each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this was the thing. There was a lot of Dorman fighting out. And then occasionally you'd get some arsehole that's always trouble in a nightclub. Yeah, man, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so then they arranged that. And there was a lot of this kind of like... Um, <laughs> Do you, do you know what I mean? There's a lot of that stuff, man. It's too normal at this table. But you know what I mean. You know what I mean. So you had a lot of that stuff going on. But also, you had quite a bit of the, some of the things that I was um, present at, shall we say. Um, you had really good pros there, really good yeah. pros. And they would fight each other outside of the boxing okay. border control. Yeah, they were well, they were proper. Both, yeah, you know, both of the people, and they would have the most ridiculous names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they were they were. I mean, I can't think of them off the top of my head. But one of them was a friend of mine, and he turned out and I went, and he wouldn't tell me his real name. And I went, your name is it? It was yeah. something like Joe Blocks. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Or John Smith. Yeah. 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 What, sorry, what sorry, all the real John Smiths. Yeah. <laughs> what was your name down Plymouth? John Dean. <laughs> John Dean. But yeah, so so that was the nature of it. But believe me, there was some cracking fights on them. And and you know, you look around the, the unlicensed now, and there's some good fights on yeah. there, aren't there? Yeah. You know, and 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 I know people. Um, I know people that. I know someone absolutely first class failed his boxing border control go, yeah. thing on something that in every other country in the world would have passed him. Yeah, it's, it, it was, it's to do with a condition he was born with. Um, I, don't know, I ain't going to name no trainer, Yeah, that's a cool. condition he was born with that um, 
could be something else, but isn't. And he's paid a lot of money to go to all these specialists to prove it was his particular thing, but he's still they still wouldn't award him. Really? And he is of the quality that he would have probably been a British champion. He is oh, absolutely I, top quality. I could imagine. You may even know I'm not uh, about I, I, got uh, Yeah, I, 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 yeah I, I can imagine if he listens. I would imagine that hurts as well. Because if you've got your head into be, becoming a pro and all of that, you do all that hard work for then someone he, just to go, he no. He didn't have any problems in the amateurs. He'd done really, really yeah. well in the amateurs. He really? didn't have any problems there at all. Which, you know, that 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 um, offers another question up, doesn't it? Is, what, what, you know, if if the amateurs are not picking up yeah. on things that the Boxing Board of Control are, are the amateurs doing enough to check everyone? You know, I'm, you know, I'm not saying yeah. that, that you know that perhaps they were more, but well, it's quite scary. Well, in in general, the, well, I was going to say in general, the British Border Control uh, since the uh, Connor Ben thing, and obviously um, they, they are under fire, like they're under fire with stuff at the moment, aren't they? Yeah. So they're getting heavily scrutinised for are oh, the British Border Control. Because obviously they they have dealings with the amateur side as well. They, they, they do. I mean, are they thing doing that enough ever in general? To the boxing board of control, as far as I'm aware of, was the Michael Watson Eubank. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yes. Because they were in line to to get sued for a million. You know, I mean, you've got to go back to what a million pound was back then as well. And they chuck around the word million yeah. in boxing all the time now, don't they? But and and I think you know they was going to get sued for a million quid, and the people in the boxing world came along and helped out. You know, um, uh, so that were so from then they tied it up. You know, now I don't want to sound critical of the boxing board control because for any criticisms you can aim at them, I believe them to be the very best uh, okay. boxing um, uh, authority, authority, authority. Yeah, yeah um, in, in the world, I believe they are. You know, you, you, there's some of the, the American ones. I know oh, I could probably get a fight still. You know, I mean, it's, that's not even an exaggeration. Yeah, you know, go to one of these, what's that? But they generally look after people. That doesn't mean to say they're bulletproof, you know, because there's very few things that you, you know, you can't guarantee people's safety yeah. under, you know, in a, in a sport like boxing. Yeah, of know, course. And, and there's a few things that niggle me about them as well, you know, that they certainly don't, you know, I look at them sometimes and, they give me the ump, you know, with certain things, you know. Especially as you've been into the yeah, into the yeah, scene you know, as well. from a training side of things, you know, that's probably the thing that, you know, some certain things have happened within it, and I've gone. Yeah, is it is it more in depth going in for like a trainer's license for the boxing board than just a normal no, standard fight? I mean, if there if there's something. I really don't want to insult people, but I'm going to say this. I'm going to be be honest about this, right? Um, some of the things that annoy me about boxing is um, this thing, and I understand the logistics as well. Before I say this, say like in amateur boxing, right? Yeah. You don't get your, you know, I had an amateur boxing uh, coaching license or whatever you want to call it, card, whatever. Um, that they've got this thing now where it's become so popular, boxing. Anyone boxing. can go get one. Yeah, they yeah. get a dad. A dad that sat there or, or someone's granddad's been sitting there taking the boy to the boxing club. Yeah. Oh, do you know what to do? It's car because we need a hand out. And they want to 
something to stand over them for insurance purposes to say watch them skipping or something like that. They never put a boxing glove on in their life. They've never even been around it. They don't even like boxing, some of yeah. them. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? You know, and, and, and then they come in on it. And I've witnessed this personally. You know, this is, I've experienced this personally. I've got invited down to an amateur club one day and, oh, you know, can get to come in, Ray. As I say, I don't come in, you know, with people sprinkling rose petals at my feet and giving me just red M&Ms and things like that. I went down there and uh, I, knew, I knew a couple of the fellas that were running the gym and everything and they said, I'll oh, just come down and we'll tell them later on, you know, you're pro trainer and all this sort of stuff, all that stuff. So whatever, eh, by the way, because there's crap pro trainers the same as there is, is <laughs> yeah, everything yeah. else, you know, what yeah. we, you know, and, um, you know, <laughs> There's probably someone speaking there going, oh, I'm one of them. But yeah. but nevertheless, anyway, I went in there. And so I didn't announce myself on that. And uh, I nodded to a couple of the lads that they were busy in the ring, training a couple of people, watching sparring or whatever it was doing. One was involved in some padlocks. So I came in there. I was stuck wandering around. And I went to see a young boy there training. And I went, oh, yeah, do this, do that, whatever it was. I can't remember. And uh, this fella came up to me and went, oh, mate, um, you know, you're turning the wrong way there, mate. You know, he's, uh, what's that? He's, you're making him put the wrong hand forward and, and, and started giving me a whistle. I went, oh, what was that then, mate? And he went, oh, because just Simon. And I went, well, no, mate, he's, he's, whatever it was. I can't even remember what it was, but it sounded like he's south. I went, no, he's south. No, no, um, so and so. It was like being told off and the bloke went and goes, sit down, Ron. <laughs> you know, and, and what, what you know, the point I'm making here was is I'm not making how great I am. It was, you know, clearly I had more experience than him, you know, because he was someone's dad. Yeah, had been and got everything should be there to learn. You should, be. But he didn't know how to do it. Himself, yeah. You know, I mean, he was okay to watch people didn't you know fall over or, or whatever but he didn't know anything about boxing it gets on my nerves a bit Do, just stripping it back a little bit before going yeah, to sure. the, so you done amateur boxing yeah. then so we've obviously gone past the kickboxing taekwondo judo you done amateur boxing did you do unlicensed stuff did you i, 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 yeah. I, I had a, a couple of what's well, names uh, with that yeah um what that what happened from then though really from that thing once I I done a bit with Ian Fletner mm. now Ian really helped me in the boxing as well I've got to say that because you know you're bearing in mind you know I did have you know I was taught from an early age and my uncles were very very good and they did give me what I'm saying but um, I learned a lot through the courses I learned a lot through doing the kickboxing and all that sort of stuff but Ian is a purist as well and and, and he put me right on yeah. bits of play, bits and pacing I learned a hell of a lot from Ian. Um, but from there, I started training. My wife, honestly, she had it been women's boxing. I'll tell you something funny about women's boxing. Well. Had it been women's boxing around now, I'm not even joking. If I, this, this isn't an exaggeration because she's my wife, she certainly would have been a champion of some sort, whether it had been world champion or not. She is one of the toughest people I know. She's really into her fitness as well. She's really yeah. into And she can fight, mate. She can <laughs> fight properly. And I'm not kidding you. She can technically, have a look at any of the videos I've ever put on there right now. You watch her. She's very, very technical. She hits with knockout power. She, I mean, you know, like when she was on her fighting, mate, she was something like, 
don't know, eight stone or something like that. She harder than any man I held the pads for at that way. I'm, I'm not mm. exaggerating. I'm not exaggerating. Is it, is it one of those, Ray, where you go in and like, it all kicks off and you're like, yeah, behind, in behind your miss, it's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I haven't. No, I haven't long, actually. Long, I haven't. But, but, but one of the funniest things is, you know, I mean, you're saying that. I don't set it up that way, but sometimes it ends up that way. Because anyone in some sort, she's here. What did you say? You know what I mean. And, 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 but but you know, she really, she really sort of she can fight. I'm telling you, and technically good, and and all of those things. But there wasn't the kind of set up then, and she couldn't. There weren't women to spar with. You know, she was sparring with men who were either taking it a bit easier because of the there was a big weight differences, yeah. or she wouldn't hit people too hard because she didn't want to humiliate them, you know, because she was yeah, bloody good. So she she didn't find things. She had um, a, a few kickboxing fights, um, won them, and she lost one, won, won the others, and, you know, we've stole. But it, that weren't the way she went because she's really strong mm. physically. I mean, she'd probably been good at MMA, if I'm honest. She, she, she's, she's generally strong. She did say the weight's not again. Um, so, so I've trained her, and then... Our daughter Chloe, we've got four kids between, four daughters between us, and Chloe was the only one that really stuck with it. And so I started training. Which I've got again, I've got videos of her in the gym playing with her dolls in the gym by the ring oh. and all this sort of stuff. And and what's that? And we just used to, we couldn't get a babysitter, so they used to come and sit in the boxing club by the ring and play with their dolls. And then we'd go, well, how do I get a trip over here? And they just play, and they got used to all the feeling of the gym mm-hmm. and, and all that sort of stuff. And then one day she just got up and started punching the bag. And uh, Kelly said to her, she goes, do you want to learn how to do boxing then? And she went, yeah. And she went, you girls? And they went, no. And they just carried on doing what they <laughs> And they had, no, they had no interest in it whatsoever. But Chloe done it, and... So we trained her and I said, look, if I train you, we'd do it properly. I said, none of this was same. Her mum was training her as well, you know, and, you know, doing bits and pieces with her. But, you know, daughters and mums and that and, you know, all that. So, so, so you know, between us, we trained her. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, she ended up boxing GB, you know, since she was she uh, was going around Europe with, you know, Nicola Adams. And, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, and all of that. That the really good crop of women. I mean, it's, it's getting better and better. Each yeah, I was going to say. I was going to ask you. Glad that now, obviously, I, I appreciate you saying about your uh, your wife not having maybe having them opportunities. But you're glad that now, with the way that boxing's gone with the female yeah, boxing, fantastic. the opportunities are, are getting bigger and bigger. And I only see it growing more and more as well. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, one of the things I wanted to say was and. Um, Again, I won't name no names, but this was a top amateur coach. He wasn't GB level, but he was one of the, one of the, a very yeah. influential person within the amateur boxing. Yeah. And I took my daughter somewhere and I was saying, and he goes, Oh, you've got one of the girls on it. Yeah. Like that. And I went, yeah, yeah, that's right. And he went, it's not going anywhere. And I went, oh, what do you mean? And he went, he goes, this, he goes, he's just, one of these, um, you know, fads. He goes, they they get a nosebleed, and you know they'll be out of it by that time. And I went, I said, do you know what, mate? I said that is really, really disrespectful. I said, I come out of a kickboxing um, uh, situation, and he went, oh, kickboxing, oh, oh, you know, and, yeah. and then all this kind of boxing snobbery started to turn up. And I went, yeah, 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 all all of that. I said. 
And I'm telling you, there's women on that kickboxing scene, scene that once they discover amateur boxing, they will be going there because the rewards are greater for them. It's not yeah. that kickboxing is any worse a sport yeah. than boxing is. It's that the rewards are greater because of it's got a greater tradition in this country, boxing has, than, than kickboxing has. And I said, you're, you're, no, women, they, they can't do it. They have periods and they, oh, yeah. You know? And it was all this shit like that. And, um, uh, anyway, you know, to cut a long story short, ha ha. <laughs> you know, you know, if ever there was, but you didn't need to be a brain surgeon uh, to yeah. to realise. Of yeah. course, it was going to do better. Yeah. Of course, it was going to do better. Did um, did you have any pro fights then? No, no I didn't. I, I've done what can laughably laughably described back then. Not now. Again, it's a totally different scene. They're far better than I was now. But I've done these pro kickboxing things where I'll drive up to Birmingham or. Sheffield, in fact, some, some of the things were, which later on, obviously, I spent a lot of time in Yorkshire with the boxing, but um, up to Birmingham or something, and I'd turn up and go, oh, this is a pro fight. This is five rounds. Here's your 15 quid. Thank you very oh, yeah. much. Don't even play the petrol at home. But, <laughs> oh, <laughs> but it was like, you know, that Even the, when the petrol was 50p a litre. The thing I loved about kickboxing, I suppose the martial arts generally as well, is people never did it for money. Never. And we, I know a lot of the pro boxers don't do it for the money, which is just as well, because you don't get any, just as a quick reminder to you all. Yeah. Unless you're, you know, you're yeah. right up with the leagues. Yeah, it costs you money. Won't, you won't yeah. make money. Out. It's or something, yeah. We all know. Yeah. Yeah, it's something, yeah. You know, even running the gym, right? Me and my wife, we worked out that we put £3,000 of our own money every year in without fail to pay for rents, insurances, and all the other stuff. No one was giving me any money to yeah. do that. This is again. I think that's a good, a good like example of what boxing, like the actual pro scene, is over you people that see AJ or people that see Tyson Fury because they'll come off the Olympics or they yeah. and they they've got that backing straight away. Where we've had. Hillman on, for instance, yeah. um, obviously Martin Hillman, he, he's one of like, he, he's 22 fights in yeah. and he's such a decent man. You will never meet a more dedicated person. Yeah. He trains like a, a full-time professional but holds down a job. Yeah. You know, yeah, and you will never meet anyone you, more dedicated than him. He's been quite open about it, the money side of it. Nope. He just wants to. He, he, he's, he wants to make a mark. Yeah, you know, that's what we all want to do. Yeah, really. You know, it, it, and and you know, Martin, I absolutely love him. You mm. know, what I mean, he he's one of my favourite people inside yeah. outside boxing. He, he's a wonderful person. And what an ambassador to boxing! Are you going to get a better ambassador mm. than him? Mm. No, basically, fearless, as hard as net, absolutely yeah. as hard as net. Yeah, constantly. So. With the um, obviously you fighting side, and we've spoke obviously a bit about training and how you've obviously fell into it. I think would be a good way of describing it. Yeah, it run parallel to, yeah. to what I was doing. You know, I mean, I'd, I'd say that's a, a better description of it. Really, you know, um, I, I belong to this thing, you know, through the martial arts, uh, and it's called the Academy of Coaches, and. 
do not ask me how I happen to get into it. I don't know, because <laughs> they were really elite people from different things. I mean, the, the fella that was running it, and I'm sorry I can't remember his name, I don't remember many people's names, you know. <laughs> I was walking down the ice street once, and this woman came towards me, and, and she went, all right, Raymond. And I went, all right, uh, mum. I'm so terrible with names (laughs) but um, yeah anyway it's academy of coaches they 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 had these people with long tennis run long tennis and I was there and all the things and they used to invite me along to the things I said to him, what do you invite me along for? You know, I said, you know, my stuff is non-money making I said, I pay to do what I do I said you know, I said, by you lot standards, I'm not that great, <laughs> you know, and all of this sort of stuff. And he went, well, actually, Raymond, I like you. Oh, you could have said I was better than that. But anyway, you know, but, um, you know, throughout that, I learned a hell of a lot about the mentality of coaching and stuff that go, stuff beyond physical training. Mm-hmm. It, it was, you know, it was a great experience, things like that, you know, so, so, yeah, I kind of felt yeah. things like that, you know. When did you then stop fighting? When did you become full-time trainer then? And when did you decide to become – did you decide – I know this is two questions in one. When did you decide no, to become – No, it only evolved. It and was, I was going to say, it, it, was it boxing straight away? Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I, I, so, so you know, uh, like I am really sorry for my directions I was so right. because it is – I do have ADHD in it and – it's, it's, I can't tell you how many directions my thoughts go in. You know, right now I'm thinking about a toy I was playing with when I was a kid and things like that. You know, it, it, that's how it happens. But um, uh, the, the, I settled into the boxing side of things because I trained my daughter and, and obviously, you know, I spent a lot of time. I was going up to Sheffield about every two weeks, taking her to, um, you know, the, the, the uh, dropping her off coming home and then going to pick her up on the Sunday evening and things like that. This is all the stuff that people want to know. If you want to get really deeply involved in boxing, yeah. it's going to eat your life up. Yeah, eat your life up, you know. And, um, you know, so I started doing that. And this is what happens. One of our favourite people I know. I was, I was, ta- I, I st- started taking her down to Sheerness Boxing Club at first and then I, I needed, um, uh, they, they were very good. Um, and, but I needed people that could get us into sparring with other clubs that were better yes. than that. So I went over to Brompton and Bill was Bill there. Beck. Oh, Bill, yeah, Bill, Bill, Bill Beck. And, um, so, so I went down there with Stone and I said, Bill, you know, I, I, I kind of knew Bill. He used to come and watch George Patterson, funny enough, and used to come in and have a chat and that. He's a likeable fellow, isn't he? And uh, I said, Bill, you know, my daughter, and I was, oh yeah, you know, we'd love to have her here, and you know, so I started taking her there. I was doing all the training with her, and then when I took her to Bill, Bill was doing his bits and pieces in the gym with her. It was lovely. She liked Bill. She liked um, Brompton. We liked all the people in Brompton. There's yeah. some proper characters in there, you know. Really enjoyed all that sort of stuff. Then Bill said, oh, you know, use your coach and can come and do a bit of coaching here. So. I used to help him out with a few bits and pieces of kids and stuff like that. I didn't get too involved in it. I didn't want to, I was, I was just interested in training Chloe, if I'm honest. You know, yeah. But I, I liked yes. helping the kids out. Yeah. It was great. You know, I mean, it was, it was lovely to help out, yeah. You're a dad that wants to make, like, help his daughter. That's... Yeah, yeah. And I mean, that was what I was there for. That was yeah. what my purse is. And I'm a quite a single-minded person. I, I don't know where I want to go with things most of the time. 
um, except you know with this. <laughs> but anyway, um, so so then anyway, one day finishing a session with Chloe and I'm doing a bit with the kids and this um, Moroccan Yorkshireman come up. <laughs> said, do you mind? Do you mind? Uh, you know, doing some pads with me? She goes, I'm, I'm pro boxer. I need I need some pads. Well, yeah, of course I will. Yeah, definitely. I go, so you know, I'll stop behind half hour. What we do half hour? So they have the pads for Joe, and he goes, Oh, are you gonna come, can you do it next session? I'm like, Yeah, of course I will do. Yeah, I goes, I'm happy to do that. I, I like you know helping out if I can. And uh, I said, thing is, <laughs> I said if you want me to do the pads for you, I goes. Do you want me just to hold the pads up and you eat them? I said, or do you want me to pick you up Give on some, some things I can see that you need to work yeah. on? And he went, no, no. He goes, if you can see it, you tell me. And that was how I started training Joe. And then Joe went, you've got to get your pro license. I'm like, no, no, I'm not bothered about all that sort of stuff. I'm happy just to mill around, doing a bit here. I'd really appreciate it. You know, I've got a trainer, but he's up north. I'd really appreciate it. You know, so it'd make life much easier for me. And I armed and armed about, armed and armed about, and 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 at the time as well as Joe, I was helping Ian Fletnier, who was training Gavin Tate, um, okay. uh, and, and so I was helping him out anyway. And I, I said to Ian, I goes, "Oh, that's a good result. I'm helping out down at Brompton." And he said, "Get your train." He goes, "I could do with an hand with training Gav." He goes, "You know, come and do the corner with us and that." You know, and I went, "Oh." Well, for any push on the shove and I and I, I went for the thing, answered all their questions and everything else. I was quite happy with them and um that's how I got me pro. That's how I started oh, pro lines. Yeah. You know, it's bad. Joe had because uh, I always thought you was trying, and Joe would have turned up and been part of your team as no, such. But no, it's mad. No. He, he, the uh, influence, I mean, you know. Joe had, um, you know, Joe was down at Ingalls Gym for a, a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Joe, and done yeah, stuff yeah, down. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you know, Joe, Joe said to me. Um, uh, Without said trying to sound conceit, but Joe said to me because you're the only person that's kind of connected with me, really. He said, you know, he said we've connected and we did. We got on like an ounce on fire, me and Joe, and we shared some wonderful adventures. I know you boys know about the blue bomb. Do you remember what the blue bomb? Is it a car? Oh yeah, skip on wheels. It was about a 750cc that used to do about 90 mile an hour. Four heavyweights in the bag. It was ridiculous. You open the doors and people just fell out. <laughs> oh, but yeah, um, he yeah. sold that to Danny, didn't he? Yeah, he did, didn't he? He sold it to Danny Shannon. But yeah, so so that and then and then then while I was there, um, Adam Dingsdale was having his last kind of. He, he, he was looking to turn in pro. So the the last year he just wanted to get to Southern Cairns. That so I started training mm. him. Uh, you know, the, uh, yeah. at that time, the last year of his amateurs alongside Bill, you know, Bill was his trainer. Yeah. Um, but he would come down to my gym in, uh, and we'd uh, train him during them things and I would teach him the pro aspect. You know, the, there is a slight difference. Yes. The yeah. It's, the, it's very subtle, but there, there are differences there. The, the very basic way of probably describing is more you sit down on your punches as yeah, a Yeah, yeah. Like I said, it's really you, basic. You, you flatten your feet a little bit more, you know, you, you're not bouncing and springing no. around, you know. I always remember speaking to Johnny Armour and I said, what was, what's your first memories of turning private to John? And John went, he said, I went in, to, I can't remember who his trainer was when, when he first turned over. 
Um, he said, I went in the gym, he goes, and they said, right, show us what you've got. He said, I was springing around, in and out, in and out, and they went, yeah, you can stop all that lark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we're done. <laughs> and, and, and I mean, you know, that that's one of the first things you tell people, stop bouncing yeah. around so much. I like people to use their feet to get in and out. Yeah. You know, I like them to have that ability to yeah. be able to spring on and have a little bit of amateur feet about them. But you can't. But you stop you point scoring. Ten rounds, oh, you you stop point awesome. scoring, didn't you? you yeah, yeah. And finesse. you sit down on them, and, yeah. you, and you put some body into the punches and things like that. Yeah. You know? So, so then, then Adam turned pro. So you're beginning to get yourself a little stable, yeah, really. But this, this is all of this is accidental. I yeah. Say. I didn't say go now. It's time to conquer the pro world. No, no, no. You no. know. He needed a pro trainer to, I don't know if there was others around at that particular time. I don't know, there probably was, but anyway, it was convenient for him. Mm. I was going up to Brompton, he was going up to Brompton. So, uh, that, yeah, then, then we started training. I, I think, I think Adam had about eight fights with us or whatever, but he, he was, um, you know, we got really, really well, me and Adam. And, uh, you know, and I, I'd like to think I gave him a little bit of a pro style because he had a very, do you, do you remember Adam when he was an amateur? Yeah. Very, very mm. amateur style. Very, very point. Super fast, super fast yeah, hands, super quick. fast feet, you know, in and out really, really quickly. Quite hard to hit, you know, he, he had a bit about him and that. But I'd like to think uh, I helped him sit yeah. down on his punches. So, you know, I worked on him with his body punches. That was the thing that I really worked on him because in the amateurs I found that, most of the amateurs coming out of the amateurs couldn't. There was not many that punched in the body, you yeah. know, not correctly anyway. And and we've done that. But the travelling, he was coming from Ho and coming down to the island. He was putting, he, you know, he, he was keeping jobs and stuff like that. He was putting fuel in his car. It was getting expensive for him and all that sort of stuff. And, uh, you know, one day he said to me, he goes, I'm going to go to the Y-Box. He said, it's much more straightforward journey for me. Uh, he said he's... You know, one of the reasons he goes, he said, they've got really good lads at my weight. And I said, it's never about what's good for me. It's always about what's good for you. Adam. Yeah. I said, you know, do it my blessing. And, and he was as good as gold and treated me lovely. I think that gets missed as well. Do you, do you find that like, cause, um, you hear about when people have fallouts and stuff, it's sometimes because the trainer, like, um, I think the more famous one, Adam Booth, David Hay, when they went apart and it was yeah. like, you could, they had, they were real tension or the McGuigans are normally like, yeah, they, yeah, yeah the McGuigans. I've got to say the McGuigans have probably got. I understand where the McGuigans are coming yeah. from with some of what went on there, you know. And it's all, it's, it's all sometimes it can be, and you're just like, what's best for the person? Uh, generally speaking, and you know, like you boys know me anyway, I don't get tied up in all that shit. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I would never poach anyone that would, that would go totally against my grain. I have had fighters go to me, I want to leave so and so. I want to come to you, and I went, yeah, I'll speak to him about it. And they go, well, I want to know someone. No, no, no. So yeah, you want to do it Some of them didn't pursue it. They did. They thought, no, I'd rather just jump ship and do that sort of stuff. Um, uh, a couple of them did, and I rang the trains up, and I went, look, here's what's going on. I don't know, what's going on with you lot? And on one occasion, they said to me, no, take them, mate, you know, we... We, we we can't do anything on this on this kind of line if you know what I mean you know the, the pros and stuff mm. like that 
And I said, well, as long as we're happy with it, I said, I won't go behind your back. I won't go behind yeah. anyone's back with any of this stuff. I will not poach people. Mm. And there, it's not just a moral thing with me about not poaching thing. It's a practical thing. Because if someone's going to go behind their trainer's back to come to me, What's then it? it's only a matter of time before yeah. they do the same to me. Yeah. And, and I don't like putting a oh, I didn't like putting a load of commitment into so people yeah. that someone is not going to do it's not going to do the same for me put it put it that yeah. way yeah so so it's not about it's definitely not about ego because I really don't give a toss if people don't want to come then then that's totally their choice you, do you know what I mean um but no, I don't do that. But I wouldn't do it anyway on a moral yeah. basis either because it's not fair. And I'll give you a really good example of that. Not only with the company, because you're brilliant trainers anyway, but, you know, Chev, you know, Chev Town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's yeah. Amazing fighter. Amazing, you know. I, I, I'd be insulting him probably to say natural ability, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure there's some natural stuff going on there. But he has came from a brilliant gym, you know, Gravesham. And a brilliant trainer. His trainer was a lovely geezer, what's his name? And uh, one day we said to Chev, we went, Chev, we're, I'm taking Big Dave up to spar with, or famous Dave, he talks with that, it's famous Dave. <laughs> so um, Dave Jones, yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're taking Dave up to spar with, um, uh, what's, what's it? Oh, do you know what? It's really insane because I really like the bloke. Um, Alan, his second name is Alan. Oh, Dave Allen. Dave Allen. That's, Dave that's Allen. What, that's, that's what I get mixed up. Am I saying Dave Allen the comedian? Because it's <laughs> Dave Allen the comedian. But yeah, taking up to Steffi Ball's gym in Metzbra yeah. to to spar with him, and I said, Chef, I, I think it'd be really beneficial to you. I said, ask your trainer if he wants to come with us. You know, you you come with us. You you and your trainer come with us. And I said, I'll I'll, I'll message Steffi and say you're coming up as well. Anyway, come. Dan um, on the Sunday before he was going to go down there and he went no he said do you, he said you take me like that and I went I, I said are you sure and he goes no you'll ring you up later on and I rang him up and I went you sure you're alright I said I will look after him and he goes I know you will he goes I know yeah. you look after him he goes no he said I want the best for shit he goes uh, I don't want to go all the way out to Yorkshire he goes I've got things I've already planned with the amateurs and all that sort of stuff he goes no, no take him for us please that'd be great and he didn't have a problem with it. And it was a really lovely, that was a really Exchange. lovely thing. That yeah. Was, you know? And we took him up. And um, at that particular time, I'm sure Chef won't mind me telling you, he wasn't at his fittest then. He, he, he had he'd had a bit of a break from training and he was getting back into it. And he was coming down to us on a Sunday. You know, you boys have been down on a yeah. Sunday. Yeah. And we used to invite everyone. And we used to always tell everyone ever come down there, this isn't, we will not poach you. Please don't worry about it. Bring your trainers. We're happy to see them come down with you. Yeah. But we just want really good sparring. We want to set up a thing and, and get a tradition of really good sparring yeah. down here on a Sunday morning. Um, consequently, people got sent down there. Their trainers never came. Some of them come sometimes. Some of them didn't. And, you know, you, you, you've got um, – we, we had a really good thing going down there. So, anyway, come up there with us. He wasn't at his fittest. And uh, I said to Steph, I brought this, this fella along as well as Big Dave. I said, he's a little bit lighter. He's not an heavyweight. And Steph, he said to me, he goes, oh, well, yeah, I'm sure he can have a move around him. And I went, Steph, I said, 
Dave will not need to have a, I said, Dave does whatever he wants to do. I said, if you, if you want him to, you tell him to do whatever you want to do. I said, he don't need it taken easy on him. I said, I'm going to look after him a bit because he's not as fit as he, he should be. I said, but he's good for four rounds, 100%. I said, Dave's going to do, I think Dave ended up doing something like eight rounds with him. Yeah. Or something. I said, that'd be more than enough for Dave. It'd be more than enough for my Dave. And, uh, you know, we're taking that. Yeah. Well, what's the name anyway? We got in for Dave done his thing with him. A great spy with Dave Allen. Brilliant spy. It was really, really good. And then, um, uh, Chev got in with him and they've done a round and you know, he's, he's super fast. He's got this lovely style about him. He's strong and, and all of that sort of stuff. And I heard from the corner, I heard Steffi go, now this is a different kettle of fish. <laughs> and when he got out, I said, Look, I weren't having you over there. I told you what Chev is mm. in there. And, and Chev wanted to do a couple more rounds. And I went, no, gosh, you're not fit enough. I said, and you're not one of my fighters that I want to take a gamble yeah. with. I said, I owe it to your trainer to look after you the best I possibly can. I said, and I'm not going to uh, see you get tired. I said, Dave Adams can punch and he's a good yeah. fighter, mm. uh, big and strong, proper. I said, and I don't want you seeing you uh, getting hurt, cut, or any of the other stuff that will... You know, jeopardize. Yeah, yeah, jeopardize yeah. anything else you're going to do. And, yeah. I, and then I said, also, I want you trying to know that I'm looking after. Yeah, and anyways, as good as go. Sports Social Podcast Network.